Are you ready to go down the rabbit hole? The All Things Alice podcast will explore the cultural phenomena of Alice in Wonderland. Frank Bedore, the author of the Looking Glass Wars trilogy, is your host through a wonderverse of interviews from all types of creators as they chronicle the dark yet empowering reality of Lewis Carroll's fantasies and answer the question, what is it about Alice that captivates us still today? The All Things Alice podcast, available wherever you listen to podcasts. What's up, Replayers, and welcome back to the Replayer Podcast. My name is Dan, your host this week, along with my co-host, Pagan. Hey! What's up? What's up? And joining us this week, our Replayer guest we have returning to the show is Charlotte. And for the first time, we have Nicola. How are you guys doing? Hello. Hey! Hey! Hello. Welcome hey. to the show. Thanks for having us. Oh, you're welcome. Indeed. Thank you. Our pleasure. Our pleasure. Uh, so just to get us started off here, we do like to get to know our replayer guests. Charlotte, you've been on the show before, before we started doing video. So happy to have you back on the show, learn a little bit Thanks. more about you. And Nicola, here for the first time, we're going to get to know everything. Tell us. Ooh, How did you, you become a replayer? Oh, so I became a replayer through the channel Rooster for a podcast called Always Open, where oh. Retro Replay was like a guest on there, because I usually watch that podcast quite it's, religiously mm-hmm. almost. That's uh, Barbara Dunkelman's <laughs> podcast, correct? But yes. Bar- Barbara... Uh, he dunks. Dun- Dun- Dunkelman? Oh, come yeah. on. <laughs> I don't know. Who, who, uh, I think heard of her? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, they were on it, and like, Mary will just like slid some Uncharted games, and she was like, you know, you want to maybe sign these? Only for scientific reasons, I promise. <laughs> And then, yeah, they promoted the channel, and I was like, I'm going to check these guys out. And it just sort of blossomed from there. Really. Oh, nice. Nice. That's the first one we've had from Always Open. From oh, Mercy. no way. Well, that was that was just last summer, wasn't it? When Was it Troy? Or was it both? Yeah. Troy and Nolan on It was Always both Open. of them, yeah. Both of them. Oh, okay, so that would have been right after they partnered with Rooster Teeth. Mm-hmm. So they probably came on as guests then. Okay. Cool, and then you just took that retro replay plunge. Yeah, and then that. like I became like a massive fan when there was a, a meetup in London on the. Uh, oh, you were there for Golden that. Hind. Golden Hind, yeah, mm. yes. Nice. Wow, that's so cool. The lick the screen yes. thing, yeah, all that nonsense. Cool. Yeah, my uh, we made so many friends while I was there. Like, and um, I was literally standing next to the guy who just shouted "lick the screen," and it was just like tumbled from there and it was great <laughs> you you probably saw a lot of other friends of the show that we've had on before there too do you remember meeting any other replayers um i don't know there were quite a lot of them and i did maybe have turned up late so <laughs> i didn't get to meet everyone that was there you could have had yeah. a similar situation when how uh and met panda she knew panda before she knew her as a replayer oh no way yeah, yeah, just coincidentally, like myself and Panda have been around. We're from the same part of the country, and it just so happened that we like we have known each other when we were fourteen, fifteen, but we didn't like. I didn't know her as Emily. I didn't know her as Panda. Like I just kind of knew who she was, and she kind of knew who I was. And then 
we met up for Retrieve and I was like, where are you from? She's like, no, it's Dorothy. And I'm like, oh my God, I know who you are. <laughs> it's really creepy, but yeah. Nice. And uh, Charlotte, why don't you just give us a quick little refresher about how you found Retro Replay? Um, I was just getting back into games and I stumbled across the first episode like the week that it came out. Uh, and the next week I was back and I was like, there's a chat. I, I can talk to people. So On it was the just, first episode? No, it was like, I think it was the second or third that where I actually found the chat. Um, but yeah, so I've, nice. I've been around since the beginning. Of time, <laughs> Dude, one of those OG, one of those OG MVP replayer right there, representing yeah, one of the one of the founding five hundred crew. Right, God damn right, goddamn yeah. right, Charlotte. Woohoo! Oh, Sweet. Well, now we do a little uh, uh, questionnaire to get to know our replayer guest. I don't remember if you answered these questions before, Charlotte, but I'm going to ask you again anyway. Don't think so. <laughs> um. So we start off our questionnaire with what is your introduction to gaming, assuming that you are a gamer, since you are a fan of Retro Replay. Uh, And let's start it off with Charlotte on this one. Uh, I think my first exposure was my brother's, one of my brother's friends had an Atari when I was really young. Mm. And uh, so my first game ever was Frogger. And then because we didn't have an Atari, I had to go somewhere else to play it. and then I eventually wore my father down and got, he got me a disc drive for our Commodore 64. Oh, damn. <laughs> so my first game that I actually owned was Wolfenstein Oof. on the Commodore 64. Now, oh. like original Wolfenstein the original or was it the like first person shooter Wolfenstein? It's, it, it was the original. Because there's one before the first person shooter Wolfenstein. That was yeah. like Is a top there? down game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's like a top down map game and yeah. you got to walk through. Wow. It's a little closer to like an old school like Metal Gear game. I was gonna Kinda say like it was sneaking Metal around. Gear style? Okay, okay. Yeah. yeah. Huh. Cool. Did not know this. Yep. And then yeah. I worked and up to a two eighty six and then a three eighty six. I was I the Sierra games were great. I mean they were like police quest, King, police quest, King's Quest, those kind of oh, games. Oh yeah. Those old school you know, like PC. narrative games. Cool. Yeah. You know, on computers that you had a boot disc for. <laughs> this is pre Windows because again, this purple MS-DOS. isn't natural. Yeah. <laughs> Are you sure? It looks yeah. natural. Yeah. Huh? yeah. And then I got older and got my own consoles, and here I am. Nice. Well, uh, let's uh, move on to you, Nicola. What was your introduction to gaming? Uh, so, my introduction was my mom, actually, because she owned consoles when me and my sister were younger. And uh, being the youngest one, I didn't get the controller the first time. So, my mum would often play on the Sega Mega Drive and the PlayStation 1. And the game that she'd often play is like Tomb Raider, like the mm. original Tomb Raiders with like the pointy boobs and stuff. And um, yeah, she was just what? like... The like pointy boobs, flocky body, like I, I like to say. Yeah. Mm. For sure. Yeah, and then like, um, yeah, one day she was like, do you want to try? And I was like, oh. <laughs> 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 oh, and it just sort of like, Spiraled. Yeah, yeah, literally all my fandoms just like spiraled from my mom. That's why I'm like a Harry Potter fan and like um an anime fan. Like it's it was all her, but she's yes. like, Oh me? No, I'm not a fan. I always <laughs> like hearing people talk about their introduction to gaming as like through a very heartwarming story from their parents. It's always nice mm-hmm. to hear. Cause like I would I guess I could contribute to my mom was the main introduction for me 
but it's just nice to hear other people who have like this nice oh like my parents love to play this or my mom or my dad i just i don't know why for some reason that just means something special to me when i hear that mm. so i appreciate it yeah, and like the uh the tables are sort of turned now because now she's playing uh games are a little bit more advanced so well i say advanced it's like for her it's advanced but mm. so she's i'm teaching her how to play like the uncharted games and attempting the last of us but that's like quite a jump from difficulty so it's it's a slow slow pace for, nice. for the last of us but we're, we're getting through games quite quickly different mechanics for different folks because sometimes the game may not be mm-hmm. difficult it's just sometimes mechanics don't register with people as easily as other ones mm. if that makes sense yeah, anyways yeah. moving on uh the next question we have is what is your preferred platform i'm gonna throw it right back at you nicola uh so as i was raised on it it's often playstation for me so but i, I seem to have skipped the the third playstation so i went one two and then four and um just yeah just playstation for me really not a bad move because the playstation 3 is probably the weakest in my mind of the four consoles that playstation has made there's some great mm-hmm. PlayStation 3 games, but as far as the console yeah. goals, I th- or ga- console goes, words, I think the three is the weakest of <laughs> Anglish. them. Anglish. Anglish, nah. I know speak Anglish, I think. Charlotte, what's your preferred Play- platform? PlayStation, of course. Of course. Of course. Uh... <laughs> I mean, I, I, mean I, I have a Every Switch, time. but... But I everybody has a Switch, though. Right, everybody has a switch, but people don't talk no, about the switch like it's a console. A switch. I wish I had a switch. <laughs> you wish My you had a switch. Had I have a switch. Charlotte has a switch. Pagan has a switch. No, Adam has a switch. But also, I don't think. So. Look, I understand what you're saying. Like, it should be a console. It is a console. It's a handheld console. But I just feel like the games are so expensive on Switch. <laughs> they I really are. didn't think they would be this expensive. And like, there's only two games that I have on Switch right now that I play. Adam plays Skyrim and stuff like that as well. Like, he has that all there. But I have um, Animal Crossing and Pokemon. Eevee nice. Go. Pokemon Go, Eevee. Yeah. I'm just like, this is fun. Like, it's not worth $70 or whatever. Like, I just feel like, oh, only because, from my perspective, the game itself, I'm sure, is absolutely worth the money because whoever, like, people love Animal Crossing and they die hard. Hannah's fucking village sam's village ian plays games his mm. village or his like island or whatever is amazing dean's island is amazing and i'm like how are you doing this i just suck at this game so i you're pers- you're working though too yeah that's true but i just personally games. don't think they're <laughs> my kind maybe they're just not my kind of games that i'm like oh yeah die hard whatever like i'll pay for this mm. Maybe if you put The Last of Us on on Switch, I might pay for it. <laughs> That'd be very. <laughs> they have The Witcher on the on the Switch. Yeah, so I heard, but I feel like I I prefer it on PlayStation. Yeah, it's definitely one of those games where it's like, it's nice that you can play it on the Switch, but if you have another platform to play it on, you're better off playing it on that other playing platform. That. For me, yeah. like some of my favorite Switch games ever made, it would be like Breath of the Wild and Mario Odyssey. Like those are the reasons to own a Switch. I think Breath of the Wild is probably one of the best games ever made. Like really, not a lot of people will argue that fact either. Like, easily one of the best games ever made. We have it. It's pretty. I've not finished it. It's so good. Like, I just feel like Breath of the Wild offers something for everyone. Like, no matter what kind of gamer you are, there's elements to that game that anyone can enjoy. Just to to double. So PlayStation all around. PlayStation all around, of course. Yeah. 
Then the follow-up to that is, do you have a favorite game and or franchise? If you can't say just any one answer, you can give a little bit more of a generic or kind of open-ended answer. And we'll start with Charlotte on this one. Uncharted. That's it? Specifically (laughs) 4 and Lost Legacy. Okay. Nice. Good choice. Love those. Yeah, good choice. Sweet. No other details on that? They're pretty. Okay. They're just really pretty. <laughs> like, do you need to elaborate on? I guess not. I mean, most people like, like to <laughs> say why. <laughs> yeah, Lost I Legacy. I, re- I mean, I like the storyline in both in both four and Lost Legacy. I, I really like that in Lost Legacy. We really kind of get more into the backstory of Nadine and Chloe. Mm. Yeah, and see what really makes them tick. Why they are mm. the way they are. Um, I would actually really love to see another one with them. Yeah, yeah, same. I would love yeah. to see a second one. Yeah, I've, we've sure. echoed that on this show before too, talking about the Lost Legacy, and that's definitely. I think Lost Legacy does something unique there, where it gives you a little bit more background to characters outside of Nathan, right? Because yeah. you don't yeah. really get a lot of background on anyone else, except for a little bit of Sully here and there. It's all Nathan, otherwise, and Chloe and Nadine are you know very interesting characters, otherwise. Yeah, cool. yeah, for sure, definitely. How about you, Nicola? So, um, franchise-wise, is also Uncharted because I play that a lot with my mum, and mm. I I often just replay the game over and over again because I'm always finding like new things. But I think single game would have to be the DMC Devil May Cry game. Really, the Ninja Theory DMC game. Yes. Wow. I, <laughs> I know that's like very controversial because it's like a lot of people didn't like that game, but there's something about it. I'm just like. I love it so much. I have to tell you, that is easily one of my favorite Devil May Cry games. I love DMC, there and I've go. said it on the show before. It. I'm a big Devil May Cry fan, too. And I actually mm. am a big Ninja Theory fan. And when I knew they were making that game, I was very excited. I still, mm. to this day, think it's the best Devil May Cry game in the series. I'm going to have a dozens of Capcom fanboys adding me very hard after this, because they all <laughs> think Devil May Cry 3 is the totally best one. I totally agree with you. Everyone thinks Devil May Cry 3 is the best game, but it's like no other game did the mechanics as good as DMC. Mm. I think DMC had the best yeah. mechanics, and I think it actually did a really good job telling like the origin story. But I know a lot of people who shied away that game, or they immediately shunned it, because they just thought this image of Dante looks like this emo kid that they don't want anything to do with. And it's like, that's not who he is as a character at all. Yeah. I also love the Anyways. fact that during the game as well, like the the wig pops and pops on his head, and he looks yeah. and he goes, "Nah, in a million years, he right. just off." That's such sort a like... great like um, like poking fun of itself. Like that mm. was so well written, and people just I could go on all day about this, so I'm not gonna. <laughs> oh, to be fair, like I love the game so much, I may have bought it on like three different consoles because it's oh, just like it's so easy just to play over and over again. And that was the like beauty of that game. Just... They really nailed the replayability in it too. And like, mm, sure. I have the game for 360, PS3, and Xbox One, and I've even considered buying it for PS4 again. Nice, just because. Yeah, I've got it on a 360, PS4, and on PC. Mm. And I got the definitive edition for the PS4, so now it's in like HD. <laughs> nice. I also I love it. the soundtrack in that game. Yes. The, well, the uh, intro amazing. song is in my gym playlist, so mm. it's, it's nice to have that blasting in my ears. <laughs> it sure is. I'm just looking at Pagan's blank face this whole time, like, 
<laughs> just like I don't even know what you guys are talking about. I'm like I've never yeah. seen or played. Yeah, me and Charlotte are just like away with the fairies here. It's like, it's like a <laughs> playing game with like big boss battles that mm-hmm. have some of the grossest bosses I've ever seen in my life. But yeah. good bosses, especially it's it's kind of like a Final game. Fantasy style game. No, no, am I wrong in that? Okay, not at all. No, it's a very highly no. stylized action game. Yeah, it's almost like Bayonetta almost. Yeah. I'd say I'm that's gonna Google it. Well, Bayonetta is. was basically a... It was Platinum's version of Devil May Cry, essentially. Mm. They made Bayonetta to mirror Devil May Cry. And what they yeah, did... Yeah, so it's like a, a third-person hacker slasher game where mm-hmm. you fight demons and battle uh, bosses in Limbo and Battle mm-hmm. Limbo okay. as well. So it's like a... Yeah, oh. it's fast-paced, yeah. it's got good music, and it's just, just an overall good game. It's such like, a great feel-good <laughs> experience, too. Like, that music pumps, and you get going, you're just like, yeah, you're murdering demons, you're shooting things, you're you're hearing Dante's constant witticism. You're like, this yeah. is just a damn good time. <laughs> yeah, and you, if you get those, like, the perfect combos, and you get that triple S, it's just oh. like, it feels so good. And which is the game you guys are talking about? The fifth DMC. one? Yeah. Not, not Devil May Cry 5. It's in between 4 and 5. It was a standalone called game DMC. called DMC. Yeah. I'm it's the that. one in the series <laughs> that was made by a different company, not Capcom. Yeah, if it's okay. if he's got like black hair, then that's him. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. I I really think that uh, video game soundtracks really don't get the credit that they deserve. For sure. For like sure. Nate's theme. I mean, mm-hmm. it, it, if you if you haven't heard it, um, played by an orchestra, uh, they had it for the proms uh, several years ago. They played it um, at Royal Albert Hall gorgeous put on a pair of headphones and just mm. so I might have good to do that like, mm. after this podcast just put it on and just like fall asleep to it <laughs> mm. and I've, I've, I've always wanted to go to like a live performance i've streamed dmc music. ages ago too and like i would just like crank up the music volume and like turn down yeah everything else just have like the, the music and the sound so you hear like the sensational like when you get the oh. s like oof nice i just get like gives you goosebumps <laughs> when you hear it <laughs> Oh, such nerds. <laughs> Hard nerds. I've, I've even bought like the two necklaces that Dante and Virgil have and they're like hanging up on my wall and I'm just like, you know, today I'm going to be Dante. Nice. <laughs> I, have, I have Dante's necklace and I was actually going to cosplay him a few years ago. I was going to get a uh, his coat made specially just for me and it was going to be reversible too. So you could do both his normal nice. form and his demon form. Oh my god, that would be amazing. Yeah, it was going to be cool. really expensive, and then the trip to the con got cancelled, so I ended up not getting it. Aww. I even, I actually started dyeing my hair, like I was getting it to get, like, um, I think I was going to, like, I was lightening it, getting it, like, really blonde. Mm-hmm. You don't want to see me wow. as a full blonde. <laughs> to be fair, I actually did do the, the cosplay of DMC, because my friend had the coat, and I had, like, really short hair at the time. I, it it might just been as short as yours, Daniel. So it was mm. like, and I just spray painted it black, and I was like, I'm gonna go out looking like this today. And I had like blue eyes in. It was so cool. <laughs> nice. Do you have but photos of very, this? <laughs> uh, uh, if I can find them, sure. It's it was a, quite a while ago. I think it was insert ago. that here. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, I don't remember where it is now because I used to have um, Dante's necklace hanging off of one of my characters in here, but it's not there right now. Hmm. Anywho. This almost looked like you were expecting something to fall on your face or looking for the light to sneeze. And then we do that where they're just like <laughs> trying to sneeze. Uh... <laughs> Anywho, that was a long enough DMC tangent. I'm sure Pagan and Charlotte are bored at this point. So we're going to move on to 
what would you like to see played on retro replay proper when they're back on the couch in the studio regular you know as we know it retro replay hmm it's a difficult question. I know this one's always you a stuff tough one. a lot of people with, with this question. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes you've think of like really already answered your own question. Yeah, true. <laughs> like maybe, that. I don't know, some of the old Sonic games would mm. be quite interesting. They just did to play see. a Sonic. Mm. Mm. Do you have any? Sonic. They played a Sonic, yeah. But there's so many different games out there. It would be interesting. I don't know. Maybe, yeah, maybe one of the old Sonic games, like maybe Sonic and Tails, if they've already done the first Sonic, which mm. I, I don't know if yeah. they had done the first Sonic. We had a, I think we had a recommendation of Sonic Spinball. Oh, yeah, that was just that was recently. Cool. I think it was Emmanuel. Probably Sonic actually, Spinball. Yeah. yeah, that was kind of cool. That was a good but one. Yeah. I Another like to Sonic think of game. games that you think would just be enjoyable to see Nolan play, whether it's because he'd A, either have a lot of fun with it, or two, get really fucking pissed at it. <laughs> oh, just make him rage quit again. Yeah, basically, rage quit. You could always do like Dark Souls or something. That would be quite interesting. <laughs> Oof, I've heard, Ooh. I've heard somebody else mention this before. I think in a live chat, and the rest of the live chat was like, "Don't Why? do it, Nolan. It's a trap. <laughs> <laughs> like, don't torture yourself." <laughs> I kind of want to see him play like this is second Tomb Raider game. Mm. Ooh, Tomb Raider has been a highly requested one. Yeah, well, that's a good one. I could, I. Because of her uh, obstacle course that she keeps in her in her yard, yeah. I mm-hmm. could just see Nolan just doing nothing but that, just getting lost. Then yeah, he'd just be like, "Oh," because Nolan he he does a have a to, tendency like, to do that. Well. Yeah, for sure. That would be fun. Nice. That's a pretty good answer. I like it. Cool, cool. Mm-hmm. We get Tomb Raider a lot, so I was expecting Nicola almost to say Tomb Raider because you had mentioned it at the beginning of your talk about how you got into gaming. True. Tomb Raider is pretty good. Pretty good. Like, mm-hmm. but I don't know. Like the the Tomb Raiders that I would I favor are probably like Underworld and Legend. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if you want to go to Legend or if, I don't know. Going through all of them would be quite actually quite interesting. I, quite, I think quite those would still count, especially because they did come out on like the PS2. Yeah, and the, I mean they're still older games at this point. You could start to consider them classics now, and yeah. they're a little bit more playable. Than like the original PS1 Tomb Raiders, but then again, the the clunky controls are just kind of f- the fun. Like when you try playing, uh, was it Blasto? And like the controls also, just yeah. looked awful trying to play that game. <laughs> oh no! But anywho, moving on. Our last question for you guys is: Are there any new games coming up that you're looking forward to playing coming out in the near future? few yeah after watching the playstation live event a few weeks ago mm. there's definitely a few that i've got my eyes on uh mm. especially stray yeah you just play as the cat <laughs> i guess i saw it and i was like this is this me is too i'm very excited for that <laughs> i want to be a cat <laughs> the the new spider-man that's coming up oh miles, yeah. miles morales yeah. yeah yes same Megan's oh, really pumped for that, that one i'm so pumped for that mm. Mm. is it it's a second game isn't it it's a expandalone. Expand we have this conversation alone. before. Expandalone. It says it'll be the same length, apparently, yeah. as Lost Legacy. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay. So it'll be like a middle, like in between. So we're like probably still going to see a new Spider-Man 2 come out for the PS5 in the near future. Mm-hmm. But we'll get Miles Morales first, then that. And it'll Hi. probably be a full new game, new engine, everything. So that'll mm-hmm. probably be amazing. Unintended. Amazing. <laughs> Pun intended. Zing. Amazing. 
Cool. <laughs> All right. Well, then uh, I guess that we'll wrap that up, and we're going to move right on to the show discussion, starting with Father Knows Best. And we like to start talking about Father Knows Best with our guest by asking you guys, what do you think of Father Knows Best, just in general, as a show? It's a new show. Like, they've yeah. only recently just done it, and we're just kind of getting to feel how everybody feels about it and how everybody's feeling mm-hmm. about the new retro replay, this new look. I quite like it. It reminds me of when me and my mom play games because we like playing games together. And even if they're not co-op games, it just reminds me of like the relationship that me and her have because I feel that the skill level is very similar to how Cooper and Nolan play games. The disparity between the two of them. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Especially when we're playing like uh, Crash Team Racing together. Nice. It just reminds me of the the feelings that I have when I play games with my mom. So it's, it's very homely to me. I quite like it. Nice. Cool. See, and I'm 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 on the mirror end of that spectrum because I'm the mom in that situation. <laughs> uh, so it's it's, it's very way. much. Do you like, feel all of Nolan's frustration? I, I do. So it's uh, there are times when you know I'm I have to have my son come out. I'm like, there's quick time events here, and I am crap at them. So I'm like, you need to come help mom. Please <laughs> do this quick time event for me. <laughs> so it's I'm 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 the mom in that situation. So, so I, I get it. That, how do you like the show? I mean, that's how I feel about it. That's I'm like, yeah, hey, I get this. I, you're, you're, this is my life. Relate. Yeah, <laughs> I relate. I really appreciate this dynamic because, like, my parents didn't play any video games, so I'm yeah, mine loving didn't that you are playing with your kids, and I'm loving that Nicola, you and your mom play together. I just think it's really sweet. Like, it's definitely a dynamic that I've never known, which is, I think, why I like the show because I'm like, oh, this is interesting. Um, but then on a different spectrum, you guys are like, oh, this is super relatable. Like, I have this situation. Yeah, which but, is really it, nice. It would be very strange if I didn't raise my kids playing video games because, I mean, the one, my youngest is the product of a video game. So, because mm. my husband and I met on a video game. So it would be very weird if I didn't promote if games you didn't, with him. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, I can That's say, fair. I think you told us about that the last time you were on the show that you met your husband through a video game. Mm-hmm. So just in case anyone hasn't heard that episode. Yeah. Just so Aww. fucking cute. I think it's just so cute. I can't. I'm going to cry. <laughs> i just think it's so lovely so it's been 17 years and i haven't killed him so it's it's good 17 years but yeah. video games before pagan yeah. you're not far behind that <laughs> i'm not far, i'm not far behind that i'm 12 years this year Oof. Yeah. 12 years this year yeah. 12 years is a long time for adam to be stuck in that corner next to you yeah as a cardboard <laughs> cutout just like he's upgraded like from like just just mythical being to cardboard <laughs> cut out to strapped in a corner. It's <laughs> great. We're gonna change like Adam's persona with every couple of episodes. I really hope one day that like I'll just bring in random friends and be like, so this is Adam. So every time there's like an episode of this podcast, I'm like, so Adam's on the show today, it'd be a different person every time. <laughs> hey, you got a new oh, Adam. What do you think, hon? <laughs> like, I'm just thinking of like the dinosaurs TV show with the little Timmy kid. Like if the Timmy would blow up and he'd be like, we need another Timmy. <laughs> oh, yeah. Do you know that? Charlotte, that you should know. Great. That yeah. Oh, great. Yeah, it, was, it was a Jim Henson <laughs> show. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. Not the mama. It was. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Anyways, you got to get on that Adam puppet now so you can be like, how's everybody doing today? I do it whenever I need to get off calls. I'm like, what's that hunt? guess i gotta go (laughs) okay so moving on to the discussion of the show this week's episode there's a lot of deaths yeah 
Yes. Yes. Does anybody remember the count? <laughs> 68. Was it 68? I was going to say, I think it was around 70. Are you kidding me? Was it 68? It was 68. Uh, I lied. Well, Drew told us, you know, you're probably was going to need help counting this week. So I shot high and I aimed for 50. And I'm like, well, watch my number come and go. Okay, I lost this week. Mm. 68. 68. God, that's a lot of deaths. Firstly, though, I want to say the first time they died in the video game together it was fantastic. First time Nolan died. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Cooper's like, well, Nolan's face first. And Cooper was just like, can you not die? Because if we don't get True Jedi, we're going to know whose fault that is. Mm-hmm. And then Cooper dies, and Nolan was just like, oh, you can do True Jedi. No, that was no. the best part when Cooper <laughs> died. And he that. went, oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> Nolan was, oh, immediately no, ripped that. Yeah. Excuse me. And I'm like, oh, he's so polite. <laughs> and then, of course, this was the episode that Cooper introduced this show. Yeah. Which, that was probably one of the best openings so far, where Nolan is just like, Right? He's just looking at him. <laughs> like, like how dare he? Like, Did you buy that up so fast? <laughs> I'm I'm proud, but I'm a little hurt. <laughs> I love that dynamic, though. Like Cooper is coming into his own. He's introducing the show, and then later on, when Nolan kept dying, he was like, "Right, if you don't get this right now, like you can just sit this out, and we'll do it." And Nolan's like, "This is my show. I'm not sitting on shit. Like I'm gonna do it in this lava level thing where mm-hmm. he's like coming yeah. to, like crash camp." I, I don't great. know if I'm misremembering, but was this the episode where Cooper was like trying to do something for him and he held his hand out, or was that the last episode? No, it was this episode, was this and he's one. like, "You don't put your hand down." I'm going to cut, cut it, it off, off, and they cut away <laughs> to Luke <laughs> Skywalker. To Luke Skywalker. Yeah. yeah, that was awesome. It was great. Like, here, let me do it. Let me do it. <laughs> like, I know that struggle because I've been on that end of things of like, here, just I'll do it. I'll do it. <laughs> Which Charlotte's like, Fuck it's you. relatable. <laughs> it was real- relatable. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it was great. Uh, Any Um, other memorable moments you want to discuss from that episode? I just want to say that Cooper called Nolan a peasant. Oh, yeah. Throwback throwback to Tina calling Nolan a peasant on the live multi-chat. That's right. That was the (laughs) first thing I thought, too. Like a peasant. I was like, oh. Oh, Oh, peasant reference. Um, So, yeah, I just thought that was like a little... Probably we'll to, unintentional side nod to, to Tina. We'll have to make that a thing now, just calling Nolan a peasant. Nolan a peasant, <laughs> for sure. Put it on the shirt. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Brilliant. Did you have something you want to add, Nicola? I was just going to say, like, the battle at the end when they had to fight each other. I thought that was quite interesting because they were literally just, I feel like they were taking out the rage they had <laughs> the lava level on each other after, like, when the battle started happening. Oh, definitely. <laughs> I can't beat you on film, but I'm going to beat you in this game. <laughs> I think it is funny, though, like doing that whole, like the game itself is weird where you like have to do a bit of the level as co-op and then you go into a cutscene and you're against each other and then you do a little bit of a level as co-op. And I'm like, this doesn't seem right. Yeah, this doesn't <laughs> seem right at all. Like, mm-hmm. it's just weird. They pointed yeah. that out in the episode, but I just feel like in general that that just didn't sit with me. I was like, this doesn't work. What? What? This doesn't work at all. I mean, credit to the designers of that game, though, of how you take a moment in a movie and turn it into a level that you play, especially mm-hmm. co-op. Like, that's what I keep thinking about every time I either watch or play a Lego game where here's this one scene in a movie that they turn into a playable level with elements that obviously weren't in the movie. And they also make it so that it's co-op that you play with 
a friend or more if it's a game that supports more than two players. Mm. Yeah, the, the Lego games are good for that. Uh, the Indiana Jones one's mm-hmm. really good for that. Yeah. Which I'm enjoying the Lego series in general. Like, I think I would love to see them do more than just Star Wars. Yeah, I know that's kind oh, yeah. of the common thing going forward. The people are hoping they're going to jump into, I think, Lego Indiana Jones after this. I hope so. Yeah, I think someone else recommended like Lego Pirates of the Caribbean. I think- Shanna. Yeah, and Shanna. I was saying that too because I really like the Lego Pirates games and Lego Indiana Jones. They're the ones yeah, I played they- the most of. I think um, I think someone else said that like on a recent tweet or something like that. Where, de- where um, who was it? Actually, no. I think Drew came back and said something like, "Oh, that." that's really cool like what else you got like kind mm. of thing like yeah let's let, like, let me let me take those ideas on board i'm like yes play lego indiana jones play lego Ooh. pirates of the caribbean that'd be great like for I drew to ask true. what else you guys like all the lego games drew just all just play the them <laughs> like, i'm hoping lego lord of the rings please mm. it's just copy and paste the film though so I, do, I don't know like there's no banter in it really there's just it's just copy and paste the film so, yeah but yeah. at least with the uh father knows best plays it's definitely more about the two of them playing the levels less the actual like story and cutscenes of everything and i can imagine nolan ripping on just the dialogue just making fun of different characters or different dialogue elements from the movies it'd also be really interesting to see them uh play a lego game that they haven't played before because they know this game they know this game very well and oh right yeah very well they played so it. I'd I'd love to see them play, say for example, Lego Indiana Jones if they've never played it before and actually go through that game. I think that'd be cool. Nice. Mm-hmm. Lego Batman would be quite interesting as well because that was the one that yes. I played a lot when, <laughs> when when it was on the 360. So I think that'd be quite interesting if they ever went onto the like that one as well. Yeah, Lego Batman was a really good game. I like that it game was. too. Basically, it was like, the I think it was like the first game I had on 360. <laughs> yeah. The Lego Marvel superheroes would be fun. Um, I'm playing that one right now, and I just wandered across oh. a random off character at, at the main base for uh, for the Avengers, uh, and it was kind of like one of those side quests. And it's Nolan, of oh. course, voicing just hey. this random nameless character. I was like, well, "That's freaking." Of course Nolan? it is. <laughs> of course it is. I think uh, Adam was playing one of the Batman Arkham games recently, and he's just like, "Okay, so just so you know, when you sit to, when you sit down and play this game, Nolan and Troy are basically everywhere in this game." <laughs> And I was like, oh, oh right, okay. So they're like Batman or he's like, no, they're all NPGs. Random oh, yeah. characters. Everywhere. Thug one, thug two, Nolan and Troy. Thug three, thug four, Nolan and Troy. Sometimes both Nolan, sometimes both Troy. And I was like, mm. okay, this is really interesting. Like coming across their voices and just recognizing them so well. Yeah. That's right. kind of nice though. I think that's kind of nice. It's like going back to playing uh, Ratchet and Clank like I've been recently. And there's a character that Nolan voiced in that game from was it 2009 but that character's voice is really high to the point where i think oh. it's artificially pitched up oh. and i'm like this doesn't sound like nolan at all until he yells and i hear the signature like nolan like growl underneath yeah. the high pitch and i'm like ah there it is there he is that's, that's <laughs> nolan like, i know that sure. voice from anywhere mm-hmm. for sure so, anyways, we're going to move on to uh, Uncle Noli Knows, which, holy hell, this episode was full of dick jokes. Right? <laughs> it was a lot. It sure is. It was a lot of dick jokes and a lot of sex euphemisms. Did you happen to have any favorites amongst those? 
Um, Do you need any refreshers? The pulling out one was quite funny. <laughs> I have to admit that one was probably like the one that got me the most. Because it was just like the way he was almost disgusted, but also weirdly proud of that question. He was like, I don't know how much answer this. And you can sort of see the clogs like turning. You're like, mm. Mm. Yeah. Uh, so the Uncle Noli that wasn't about sex and penises <laughs> had to do with pineapple on pizza, which 100% agree. I love me some pineapple on pizza. Used to mm-hmm. make awesome Hawaiians back in New York that my friend called the pigs. I see you, Pagan. What's up? I just, I just want to say he did turn it into a dick joke. Yeah, he did. Oh, of course he, he turned did. it into it. Yeah, yeah of he course did. it. He like cut out the ring in the middle, obviously, and then just. I'm pretty sure it. that was a theme mm-hmm. Nolan was, was like... going for with that episode. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was turning it all right. into dick jokes, but it did what, end what did you with say the. You called your pizza the pigs. Sorry. Pigs. What? Because you had all form of pork on there. Yes. Ah, and pineapple. Yes. Ah, sounds so good. Some meatballs, mm. ham, bacon. Bacon, sausage, ham. At least those three. Ooh, I don't remember. If, I don't think meatballs are on it, but still, like sausage, bacon, yeah. ham, ham and pineapple. Is and such pineapple. A good combination. It really is. I think it's delicious. Pork and hi- pork and pineapple. See, despite being delicious. slightly allergic to it, I'd still happily eat it all day. You're like, are it's you gonna really? kill me, but I don't care. <laughs> it's worth so it. Good. <laughs> it doesn't so kill me as such. It. it just makes my lips swell, and I'm like, this is fine. I'll, <laughs> I'll deal with this. Worth it. It's fine. It goes in like oh, half right. an hour anyway, so it's fine. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I had, I had pepperoni bacon ham and pineapple pizza today you got the pigs wow it's very all right i'm gonna throw this out there i feel like i've thrown this out to the podcast before about fruit on pizza i love fruit on pizza i love pineapple on pizza but have you tried banana no i haven't but you've mentioned this and i remember saying it sounded good but i haven't it actually does sound good if you have like really crispy bacon on pizza and some some um banana you don't need to have pineapple as well because that's too much so just bacon and banana on pizza i will make the argument though that every pizza has fruit on it because tomatoes are fruit tomatoes are fruit Mm -hmm. yeah yeah and I, i couldn't i couldn't get the banana pizza unless it was like a personal size because my husband and my son are both allergic to bananas. Ah. Oh. So yeah. I make it myself. I get like a, a margarita pizza from whatever grocery store that I go to and get a frozen one, mm-hmm. open it up, cut slice of uh, banana on it and those kind of bacon bits and uh, just put it gotcha. on top so that like you just put it in the oven, then you can cook your own one. But goddamn, that's so good. I'll have to try, try that. that. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. yeah. Me and my family literally went and bought a load of pizzas and bananas. And so I'm going to have to try <laughs> that when we, when we cook up the pizzas because we usually like, Buy the frozen ones and then put stuff on top like mushrooms and uh, spinach and stuff like that. So I'm gonna nice. You want to elevate it a little bit more? You can add a little bit of chili, but I I usually don't. I think like I would add chili to everything else except for this pizza. I just think it's perfect the way it is. It's the perfect amount of Mm. sweetness. I'll definitely give that a go because we do have like a big box of like cayenne pepper. I don't I don't mind spice, but it's, it's. my, my flatmate enjoys that a little bit. Too See, much. you say chili, and and we think a you soup. think chili con carne. Yeah, <laughs> we think it's oh. yeah. I feel like what do you call it? Chili pepper. Yeah. Okay, chili pepper. Yeah, but I I will also say, <laughs> Nolan is so like for fruit on pizza. Mm. It's really interesting because Troy is it's not very at all. anti. Yes, yeah. very anti fruit on pizza. And someone in the comments on this video <laughs> was like. Oh, I see now why Troy left. He doesn't like fruit on pizza. Mm. 
You'll have to like you'll have to like at Nolan on Twitter or something and tell him to try the banana thing. I will. I'll tell. Yeah. I'll, I'll probably I'll like it. Fucking slide into those DMs. <laughs> we'll slide. Hey boo. <laughs> he just shout you out. Shout out. The, yeah. Yeah. He shouted you out in the video where he was just like, "Oh yeah, pagan and and Guinness." So now you'd be known for bananas. There's another trend I'm noticing with Uncle Noli, and that's shitting your pants. Yeah. He made that another reference to shitting him. your pants. For sure, though, that is definitely the correct response if there's a zombie apocalypse. You just load them up. <laughs> you just shit your pants. Like, that's definitely the first thing you do. <laughs> like, I wonder if that would work as camouflage. Like, I was going to say, I wonder if it's an actual it. strategy of, like, maybe the dead <laughs> wouldn't come after you if you smell like shit. Oh, God. Please, no. That's that not. maybe they think you're one of them. I mean, they did it in The Walking yeah. Dead where they cover themselves in, like, entrails. Yeah. What? Do you think it was just yeah. like one confused person who was just like, well, I don't have a dead body, but I do have shit in my pants. So maybe I just <laughs> put two and two together. <laughs> ah, I, I got you. Don't worry about this, guys. I've got this. <laughs> you just need to smell as bad as possible. You don't want to be least appetizing to the zombies so that they don't eat you. Just cover yourself yeah. in shit and the zombies won't get you. I mm-hmm. mean, logical thinking. So logical theory. Yeah. <laughs> Um, uh, and then it's like dick joke, dick joke, sex joke, sex joke, <laughs> dick joke, and assholes, shit, shitting joke. <laughs> yep, yep. That's going I, down I the list. It's just like below the waist. It's just no, hold up. Like, <laughs> I did think the one of the like one of the two better ones for me was the, like the first. Well, one of the first uh, dick jokes is actually it is the first dick joke. Um, how do you know like when to pull out or let her loose or whatever? And he was just like. <laughs> Let her loose. That sounds messy. Like, it was like, <laughs> why did you ask this question? Um, but also, my favorite one was um, from a Little Ricky. Where is it weird to date a chick who could beat my ass? And he's like, who cares? She's hot. Yeah, right. She's great. She's strong. Like, don't be intimidated and respect her for the strength she brings. And I was like, fuck yeah, Nolan. Fucking <laughs> tell it, boo. And then he's like, unless she's taller than you, then she's out. And I'm like, that's yeah. rude. It was just <laughs> great <laughs> advice. And then it devolved. Yeah. It's like a slow, like, climb up, and it was like, oh, no, okay, we're back. Yeah. Oh, it he is did, Nolan talking. He did say, like, well, he's like, I like the shorties, and I was like, I can respect that. I mean, as a taller gentleman myself, it would be kind of weird to me to be with a woman that was taller than me, but I'm tall to, to begin be with, fair, though. I know a lot of tall women, and they all want to go out with a lot of tall men because they also like this dynamic, mm-hmm. so... I feel like it's just, it, it might just be something that's natural or maybe just something that's just inherent within us that we'd like someone taller than a basic us. basic human instinct, I guess. Could be, it could be. Uh, but yeah, all of my taller friends who are six foot one, six foot two, like if someone's shorter than them, it's not a deal breaker, but it does, they, their, their idea of this, and I think like us girls can relate to this, um, is when they wear high heels, they'll be taller than their yeah partner. oh yeah and they That's... don't want to limit themselves because they want to wear high heels but they don't want to like make their partner feel like crap if they're shorter than them and such and such so that's why all my girlfriends who are like six foot one six foot two they all go out with guys who are like six foot three six foot four six foot five just real tall people that i've never like i've i'm like where did you find these tall people there's do they do that math where they're like okay if i'm dating someone who's an inch taller than me i can wear inch heels but no more uh, yeah what's that? the point of inch heels <laughs> Shorties. <laughs> like, yeah, I don't even wear things. I wear like the giant platform shoes. Yeah. So as long as I'm still shorter than them when I wear those things, it's fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. My my son has a, a pair of uh, friends that are sisters, and they're both over six feet tall. 
and he's six oh. feet tall. So they're taller than he is. Mm. Um, and so anytime they go out, they're in flats and it drives them crazy. So yeah, I get that. I mean, I don't, yeah. I don't wear heels, but I yeah. personally think it's fucking amazing. Like these beautiful, tall women in heels. I'm just instantly, I'm like model. Go and make millions. You are beautiful. Right. Go and go and share your love and rest and the tallness with the rest of the world, and you will make so much money. I feel like my brain has been in that. Like I have been like part of an agency that's mostly a modeling agency. Anytime I see those girls, I'm like, you could make me money if I was your agent. Maybe I should get <laughs> like I never do though. That would be weird. <laughs> and to move us on because we're going to be short on time and we have extra content Sorry, to talk on. about this weekend, not because I'm zoning out with whatever you're talking about at this point fuck you <laughs> you guys went on a whole dmc conversation i know this we're just like actually relate <laughs> but we do need to move on because we do have yeah. an extra episode of the yeah. show to talk about this week so let's get on to the uncharted playthrough uh uncharted 3 definitive playthrough that featured richard mcgonagall of course which i believe he's going to be there for every episode which is fan fucking tastic and yes. uh I have a brain fart, but Emily, Emily, Emily Rose. Rose. That's Emily. What, I was going to say Emily Rose, but for some reason I thought that was wrong. Yes, <laughs> Emily Rose was on the show with them. Uh, pretty good episode, I think. Um, Emily is always sweet and lovely to have on the show. Not quite as funny as Graham or Claudia, but still awesome to see her. And a little bitty of... I love when people just make fun of Nolan. <laughs> like, Yeah, I think her yeah. sass was great. Yeah. Was she making fun of Nolan? It was, the sass was spot on. Especially at the end of the episode where she's like, okay, so if you could just work on um, shapes mm-hmm. and, you know, <laughs> the directions of clockwise and counterclockwise and then we'll, we'll, we'll come talk and make some flashcards. And I <laughs> thought that was great. Yeah. When they oh, kind of like embody just... that mechanic of the characters, um, like their relationship with each other and then giving yeah, each other shit. <laughs> Yeah, I found it funny when she was just like, I'm just going to sit back and check my nails while you sort out that puzzle because I haven't got anything else to do. <laughs> I actually right? thought that was like, not not aside to Richard, but what, what Richard said, like, because they were just like, well, what's it, where's Elena doing all this? And I think Richard was like, oh, I'm just doing her nails. And Emily was like, because I've got nothing better to do. I'm just going to stand here and do my nails. Do my nails. Yeah. <laughs> I thought that was great. I thought that was really good because it was riffed off of, but it's not rude or anything. It was just mm-hmm. like, it's brilliant. Let me roll with this. Yeah, but that puzzle, my God. I sat I, I sat and rewatched that episode today. And I just I felt I found myself wanting to rage at the screen. Like, why do you keep putting these things in the wrong order? What are you doing? Why is it taking you so long? So the best bit was when he was like, Oh, I've got to get the stuff with the spots on them. Okay, they were over here somewhere and he goes away and like Emily's like, You have two of them in the middle. Oh, in the <laughs> middle? And he goes into the middle of the room and you're like no, in the middle um, of the wall. Yeah, Richard was like <laughs> that too. It was like the, in the middle them. in the setup that you already have. Uh, that was one of the first times in a while I found myself like talking to the screen and saying like, no, Nolan, no, right? no, no, no. Like, no, go back Same. that way. Do this. No, you got to switch those two. Like, I remember thinking like, oh, okay, he's got the right gears, but he needs to switch them. And like mm-hmm. watching him like, nope, nope, put that one down. Nope, nope, pick that one up. <laughs> like, ah, I, I don't always do that, but it's always fun when that happens. Like, oh, come on, Nolan. Mm-hmm. Come on. I'm glad that I'm glad it wasn't just me because I'm just like. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, I do think that like those puzzles are probably like some of the hardest ones in the franchise. So like I do kind of understand the pain, but I'm also like, oh god, please do it. 
I think it's good. I think Drew's always on standby as well because I feel like sometimes, especially yeah. in other episodes, you'd be like, Drew, what do I do here? Where am I going here? But if they get too stuck. Yeah, because he'll, be, he'll spend an hour there. Mm. Yeah, like at the end for when sure. uh, Emily was like, well, thank you for getting out of there alive. Like, yeah, <laughs> I mean, he did jump off a cliff a couple of times because he was panicking with the spiders, but he kind of got yeah. out of there alive. Which then oh, spurred yeah. the joke of him telling her to open the door faster. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I actually great. think this is leading on to a really good episode because I love the next section where they've mm. left it at a cliffhanger and he's he's drugged and you yeah. start playing through this section. Oh my god, I'm so excited for this next episode then. I do need to mention that uh, I, I have to admit I've only played Uncharted 3 story once. Back oh, when it first okay. came out. So I, my memory of this game is very faint. There's a lot of those like big moments I remember, and mm. obviously I've seen like the beginning part of the game more than a few times. So, like I've started the game in the beginning, but don't play it all the way through. This is going back to like back in 2011 when this game came out. There was a lot of push and hype around the multiplayer. So me being a fan of Uncharted 2's multiplayer, blasted through the story, and then I played a buttload of multiplayer because it was freaking mm. amazing. They had a level in the multiplayer that took place on a plane. That was going down a runway with jeeps chasing it and you would start on like the plane or the jeeps and you would jump from jeep to jeep to get to the plane and then the plane would eventually take off and then the rest of the fight would take place on the plane it was the most Mm -hmm. insane bonkers thing for a multiplayer level so that's what i'd spent most of my time doing playing this game so see i didn't get to do any of the multiplayer because i actually bought uncharted because of retro replay hmm so you went, you oh, played it retroactively, cool. essentially. Yeah, yeah. So I got the first three on the collection, and then mm. I got nice. four, and then lost which, of course, three. don't have the multiplayer right intact. No. Yeah, to be fair, I did also buy the collection mm-hmm. when I first started because when I first got the PlayStation Four, I was like, the Tomb Raiders are are good, but they're not like the old Tomb Raiders. But I was like, Uncharted looks very similar to that, and then I just mm. got hooked from then on. I was yeah. like, I'm gonna play this over and over again. So here's the big thing that I was gonna get at, at that though. I, in my only blasting through the story one time, did not pick up the subtle hint that uh, Nathan and Elena were already married. You didn't pick that up? I had no idea. What? Okay, so this actually bothered me when I was watching the the episode because no one was like, is this a, is this a reveal? Like, surely, like, they don't know, right? Because, and I'm like, yes, it is. Yes, it is. And he's like, no, it's not because they, they don't cop on, right? Because that's at the end. And I'm like, no, Nolan, this is the reveal. You are you kidding me? This is like so blatantly obvious that they have been married. Yeah, it was and uh like Yeah, and then Emily kind of chimed in. She's like, No, this is a big reveal. And I was like, Thank you, Emily. Yeah, I had like, no idea. Yes, it is. I was actually when I first played it, I was kind of oblivious as well. I thought it was just like an engagement ring rather than like a oh, wedding wow. ring. So I thought yeah. it was like the next step, but not all the way. See, now oh, I wasn't I'm aware of sure. their being married until Uncharted Four, and it was like, Oh, they did mm. get married. Cool. Not realizing that it was insinuated in three that they had already been married and now they're kind of separated. Yeah, and, going and they through just got that. back together. Yeah, I did not know that. <laughs> I didn't. Sully know. gives him his ring back at the end of the game. Yeah. I just thought it was his ring. It's just Nate's ring. Yeah, I thought. It was I didn't the one think that... anything it's of it. So str- it's Come Nate's on. Like, ring. Charlotte, you picked that up, right? Yeah. It wasn't Thank a you. wedding yeah, ring. It was Nate's ring, right? But she was no. He's wearing. He's wearing his his. He's wearing his. He's wearing his ring around his his neck. Neck the whole game, but his wedding ring, uh, Sully has. Gotcha. Yeah. Again, blasted to that story 
probably didn't pay. To be fair, I've laughed here a couple of times, and I've only I only just picked up on that on the episode. No, I was like, oh, because when I was playing that the first time. And he's like, I, I see you're still wearing it. And she goes, yeah. And it's not like you say an engagement ring or anything. It's an actual wedding band. When she was like, yeah, it helps in this part of the world. I was like, oh my God, they got married. And I was like, wait, they didn't explore this further? Like, wait, hold on. What happened? Why are they separated? What happened? They were so perfect at the end of the first one. I was like proper hooked on it. And then obviously at the end of it, like he gives him this ring back and everything. I was like, I love this game so cute and then obviously four i was like of course they're just happily married and they're gonna is this why on. you guys like three so much and i'm like whatever three's cool i like two better no three's yeah. amazing i, I can't three wait is great no i love three but there's a lot of people who like three better than two but for me like my memory of three is not as strong as two two stuck with me a lot yeah. more than three did i think the final section is easier to get through than two um the the boss battle in two is kind yes. of a pain in the butt. See, that doesn't um, affect my opinion. What I like uh, about the game, though, like I like the story and the events that happen in two overall. There are two moments in three that I thought were phenomenal. The same way I thought there was one moment in two that was phenomenal. So the opening with the the um the train with the train sequence. Okay, and then you go back. Mm-hmm. So you go back in time, and then you come back love that i love that like as a story writer as a storyteller like that is beautiful i love that in three there are two different parts of the game that i absolutely love is um in the ship the big glass oh, area yeah yeah i love that bit that's cool as soon as it's like oh shit this thing <laughs> i love that i don't want to try and spoil it or anybody i love the ship area and i love um the plane you know, I need to replay the game because I'm kind of re-experiencing it as I'm watching them play it on the yeah. show because I have such faint memories of the game. So mm-hmm. I'm, I don't remember most of those things. They, they cool. Okay. Go like I believe you. I've always <laughs> loved the games. I've always said 3 was awesome. Just I spent more time playing multiplayer because the multiplayer yeah. was dope. I think the favorite part of 3 is probably like the pubs for me because it reminds me of like london so i'm just like it's like mm. almost like homely i'm the just like getting is good yeah like, mm-hmm. yeah i'm just like i don't know if i should be able to recognize these pubs or not but they do look very familiar <laughs> and the fact that all the people in it are like bald like middle-aged guys i'm like yeah well, that's a pub in london yeah i can get, I can get definitely a pub in london <laughs> nice any uh thoughts on who we're gonna get next week do you think Ooh. I think they're going to keep Emily around. I think we're going to get some. I hope new. so. Yeah, it should bring back Graham. That would be amazing. But I don't know if Cutter makes a comeback. See, I don't think soon. they'll bring back Emily no. because I feel like I don't know. They say goodbye. They did. So I feel like to do the second one, then it wouldn't make sense to be like goodbye and then come back. Mm. Like it wouldn't make sense. Um, I don't know. Robin, I can dance. Maybe. Mm. Maybe they haven't had Robin on it yet. And yeah, I don't... So Talbot, Talbot's after Drag, Dragon Nathan. Mm. Oh, yeah. right, right, right. Yeah. So that one would make I sense. D- so I don't know. I, I would presume <laughs> that because he's the only one from the Zoom chat that hasn't been on yet, right? I think so. Mm-hmm. As far as core cast different. goes. Yeah. Hmm. Cool. Yeah, well, I, I like that so. prediction. Hopefully that's what we get. Um, Hopefully that's what we get. Mm. Last week, we also now have a special episode that aired this week that I think they they dropped on us last minute, basically, where they're yeah. going to do a special Last of Us episode with a speedrunner 
His name was Anthony Caliber. Mm -hmm. Caliber. Or Cal Calabrese. Calabrese. But his his uh, YouTube and Twitter and everything is under Anthony Caliber. Mm. Which I've never heard of him, and I I oh. nothing against him. I just generally don't watch speedrunning or speedrunners. Sure. Per se, but I've seen speedruns of games. Um, yeah. So with that, we got an episode of Anthony coming in, guesting with Nolan, and doing specific sections of the game very efficiently, very quickly, and on crushing difficulty at that as well, mm. to Nolan's amazement of just how right. insanely fast he was able to do them and effectively. Crazy. Mm. What did you guys feel about or think about with this episode? Nolan's reaction to the bloater scene. Because mm. the dude just like, I'm gonna throw this. I'm gonna shoot it twice. I'm gonna shoot this. I'm gonna shoot this guy. I'm gonna punch this guy, and we're done. And Nolan's yeah. just like, <laughs> every time he ended a scene with, and that's it. And Nolan went, "What?" <laughs> <laughs> the first one, especially where he cleared the area in like ten seconds, and he's yeah. like, "And that's the area." And Nolan's like, "Wait, what?" He's, he's like, like no, "Let me that's do the it area. again. Let me do it again. <laughs> I'll do it again. Fine." Yeah, there was something yeah. interesting about that. Like, I, I. I like the technical prowess, prowess that the guy had, Anthony had, with completing the sections. It's like, oh man, like he's really good. I get that. At first, I was confused because watching him one-shot enemies, I was like, hold up, you can't one-shot enemies like that. Like it generally doesn't work. But then at the end, when he explained that on crushing difficulty, the pistol is a one-hit kill or the revolver, revolver. I was like, oh, okay. Ungrounded. I yeah. didn't know that. So we actually had this conversation, myself and Janine and Panda were watching it together. Mm. Um, so we were watching it together and we were all saying, I was like, how are these guys going down in one, one shot? Because I would be fucking like, I'd be putting two or three in. And mm. then I was like, unless they're playing on grounded, cause we missed the beginning of the episode. I was like, unless they're playing on grounded, which I think is a one hit kill on certain weapons. And they're like, Oh yeah. And then he, he did explain it. And I was like, ah, okay, that's definitely it then. Uh, he's just using a revolver and uh, the rifle sometimes as well. Right. I was like, oh, okay, this is yeah. interesting. That was my but, initial um, confusion that I was like, whoa, 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 this doesn't work. And then it was like, oh, okay, I didn't know that about the game. Yeah. And uh, just to throw it out there, Anthony Calabre, or Cal Calabrese is uh, the world record holder for the last of a speed run. Mm -hmm. And he did it in two hours and 47 minutes and 43 seconds. They, they had mentioned that at the beginning of the episode they said he was a world record holder for last yeah. of us yeah and it's it's incredible actually if you go back on his channels of that like he he has done so many of those speed runs to try and break the world record and then he did and it's like he's he just bursts out crying he just starts crying wow. after he does it he's like oh my god i can't believe i've done that because it's so close as well like 49 minutes two hours 49 two hours 51 two hours whatever yeah. and like it's he's always so close all the time and then eventually two hours 47 is now the world record so Jeez, can you imagine crazy. <laughs> how stressful that would be scene itself took me like two hours <laughs> like do you know how long it takes me to play a game oh my god <laughs> <laughs> it takes pagan forever to play a game yeah, Especially something fair, that has any scary elements. Walked away from it and Grace then came back was, for it for like three months period. Is, this is how I realized how long it took me, Dan, because Grace was on the episode a couple weeks ago. And she said, she was like, oh, I've come across something in The Last of Us 2. She's like, roughly around eight hours in. And mm. I was like, okay, cool. I was playing for 12 and a half hours before I got 
to wherever she thought. I, I, and I was like, is this the part? And I texted her and she's like, yeah. And I was like, wow, that took me like two and a half hours longer than anybody else did. <laughs> I was like, ah. So, you know, I'm going to have to, we'll have to have a off air discussion about that too. Cause I'm at 14 yeah. hours in the game and I don't know what you're referring to. So. Oh, I definitely know. So I'll, okay. I'll talk to you about that later. Gotcha. Oh, to be fair, I, I've watched someone play it. Cause I know for a fact I would be bad at the game because I'm not good in like stealth like situations and I know I'd get killed half the time. So I'd ah. wa- I watched Jack Sex the guy play it. So I can I was see whereabouts to. you guys are. <laughs> oh, I was actually going to do the same. Yeah. Weeks ago. His, his playthrough is really good. Really? Mm-hmm. Really good. Because I, mm-hmm. I am this kind of player where it, it does take me forever to do it. And honestly, I sat down and I was like, I feel like I might just be better off watching Jacksepticeye play it because I don't want the game ruined on me. I'd mm-hmm. like to experience it like... I guess I'd like to experience the whole story rather than just a spoiler. So I was like, maybe it's just better if I do this. And I thought, no, like, fuck it. I'm already, whatever I was I at the time. I was so like, I was already, yeah, I was yeah. always, I think at the time I was already 10 hours in and I was like, ah, I might as well just keep going and, and just try and avoid the internet. So now when I go on the internet, I go on, post whatever I need to post. And then I leave. Mm. <laughs> I'm just like, bye internet. I cannot handle you right now. Cause I don't want to spoil the game. And I feel like that's, probably the correct way to handle it as well like mm. if there's spoilers out there like people are gonna spoil games you just know they are everybody does oh, for sure. they're yeah. gonna leak a game or they're gonna like play a speed run or whatever and they're just gonna spoil it so i'm like okay well i just have to remove myself from the situation or yeah. i'm gonna get it ruined so it's definitely yeah. been a huge huge hot topic and like hot button around the last of us two since it's launched about spoilers and stories and games yeah. and what that means to the community and it's not something that we have time to go into or I want to go too deep into this because, man, it's a bit of a clusterfuck. It's a lot. Yeah. <laughs> um, but on that note, we did get a little bit of Last of Us 2 thrown into this. They did give a spoiler warning. There wasn't mm-hmm. anything really spoilerly. It wasn't spoiler at all. It. Actually, no, it was one it was scene. Really, it was a scene. They chose a good scene. Right. It was very, like, you don't really know much from it. If you haven't played the game yet, you're going to look at that scene and say, I don't know what this is. I don't know what's happening. It's completely out of context. Yeah. Yeah. You're not going to know anything. So, but some people would be sensitive. Like, they don't want to see anything. They don't want to know anything. Um, Well, that's fine. But I love that because they'll do, they did the last of a speed run and mm -hmm. like had the best episode honestly i thought this was one of the best episodes that i've seen um in in a while i just loved it and then at like just before they started with the last of us 2 they kind of almost gave you a breather while they were changing the game and then they said now we're gonna play the last of us 2 and as soon as the menu came up i was like okay i'm out Mm -hmm. and then i left the room janine panda and uh, adam were in the room because they all completed the game Mm-hmm. And they were like, oh, you can actually come back. This is not a spoiler. Right. And I was like, okay, that's fine. Yeah, they did spend a good chunk of time in the menu kind of just talking for a minute to give you a chance to be like, oh, I don't want to see this. To and you decide, can yeah. walk yeah. away or turn it off or whatever you need to do. Which was absolutely perfect. So that Because it was the well very done. end of the episode. Well like, done, The Stephanie. last five minutes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> but yeah, the, the last end of that Last of Us playthrough, though, where Anthony, he's sitting there fighting David. And Nolan just starts in with the voice. Mm. You can tell just visually he's creeped out. <laughs> it's like, nope. <laughs> I would be creeped out. I don't know why. Like, that voice just creeps me out because it doesn't sound like Nolan. And that's a, such a stupid thing to say, but it just doesn't sound like Nolan at all. I didn't know he was in it until I saw the credits. So I was mm-hmm. like, what the fuck? Too fair. Even like the credits, I just completely like dazed over in it. And I wasn't aware that Nolan was a part of it until they played it on the channel. And I was like, huh. I sort of just like, 
I just had to sit there for a minute. I was like, I can't believe I didn't notice that before. <laughs> like, crazy. Well, he he mocaps another character, and they talked about it in the episode that they actually mm-hmm. had to have somebody else yell for him because the way Dan recognized the, the scream. Oh yeah. Uh, oh yeah. Because his scream is too recognizable, they couldn't they couldn't keep his scream. Mm. But yeah, That's we hear cool. his voice in everything else, no matter how many repeatable yeah. AI characters, <laughs> right. or like Travis Willingham. Just all of them. Yeah. <laughs> well, I did uh, give Stephanie a little shout out, so that is a good little segue to this week's retro reply. We have a, a re- reply to retro reply from Stephanie. <laughs> she actually sent Yay, us a, a little video. Uh, answering a question that we got in from a uh, Twitter D- DMs, or was it just a regular post? It was a Twitter post actually on uh, the Replay podcast on Twitter. So if you guys want to follow, or if you guys want to ask any questions to mm-hmm. uh, Retro Replay, and you don't want to pop in a DM, you can comment on any of those Twitter posts, and we can definitely send it across to the team. Yeah. So we did get a response from a Twitter post. So if you guys want your questions answered, send them over. Hey guys, it's Stephanie here. I just thought I'd take a moment to answer some of the questions that you guys sent in to the Replayer podcast for Retro Replay. Um, I'm Stephanie, of course, the um, the editor, uh, in case you didn't know me. Um, so what is it like editing in quarantine? Um, and what are some of the challenges you came across that you wouldn't normally was what a, um, Kay at Color for One asked. Um, thank you for your question, Kay. Um, so for me, editing in quarantine, um, it hasn't changed too much drastically um minor 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 um you know little difficulties that we come across as far as getting footage from studio or from nolan to us um so we've had to use a dropbox um or do shoot and then i have to come pick up footage but it's nothing really major it's just kind of little fundamentals um so not a whole lot has changed on that front um it has been kind of nice editing from home uh during quarantine um but yeah not a whole lot it's it's a lot of fun i think the most that has changed is just the amount of projects too that i'm working on um you know i'm editing father knows best i'm editing advice from uncle noli i'm editing uncharted three um some secret stuff um so a lot of fun, a lot of little little things to keep me busy. Um, so not a whole lot has changed, but in a good way, it has gotten, you know, to be a little more fun. Um, I love editing Father Knows Best. Um, I love advice from Uncle Molly. I love all the little things that I've been starting to add to the episodes. Um, so it's been quite fun. Uh, thank you. Um, and then Abby at Abby Dawn wrote, uh, what is the best memory you have from being a part of the show? Um, I haven't been a part of Retrograde Play too long, but I can say that I have loved um, the few times that I've attended some of the live shows that we did um, locally in Southern California. I think those were a lot of fun. Um, and yeah. All right. See you guys around. All right. Sweet. Thank you, Stephanie, for such Thank a great so video. Much, yeah. Shout That's out really to awesome. Abby and Kay for those questions. Mm-hmm. Uh, I will go ahead and say I fully like agree and acknowledge like the editing from home side of things, which I edit this podcast, but I'm sure there's a lot more technical prowess that goes into Stephanie's edits because man, she's good. Yeah, Mm. sure. Stephanie, you do a great job. 
with those edits. Yeah, she's a wonderful job. <laughs> but she says she hasn't been with Retro Replay for too long. Did she start with them in like January, February? I can't remember. Well, like new question for you, Stephanie. <laughs> yeah, new question, Stephanie. How long have you been with Retro Replay? I know there was a tweet a few months ago with Red Bear saying like, oh, if anyone wants to help out now and then, just let us know. So I don't know if she was part of that. On there, yeah, maybe. Who knows? Uh-huh. Um, I don't know. I have no idea. I feel like she came on, I want to say like December, but I think you could be right. I think January like, could be probably right. I really want to say it was last year because I know when I recorded my outro for their mm-hmm. podcast, she's in there. Because it was oh. thank you, thank you to Stephanie for making the show look good. There you go. That's probably it then. I also do think um, Stephanie's definitely come more into light. Oh yeah. I think especially after the split and everything with with Troy, I feel like um, everyone has gotten so involved with Russia Replay. Like Paul Both is now on live chats yeah. and like uh, Stephanie's in live chats, and I'm just like, this is so fantastic. This makes me feel like it's a retro replay family, and they're all coming in and they're all like having chats and everything, and I love that. Um, like. Kudos for Stephanie to work from home. I guess like it's like she said, it's not that it's not that much different. And I can only imagine the crack she has on their live shows and stuff or where she is editing. If she is on set or in the studio while they'll do it. I think it's gonna be great. I also think like, can she like has she come across stuff that's just made her die? Because she's not on set while they're recording yeah. and they send it over. Has she just been like, oh hilarious? Has she choked on tea? Has she like spat stuff out? Like, do, I want to know what what has your reaction been and why? Which one? Right. How many spit <laughs> takes have you had? Can you yeah. imagine like just uh, just Stephanie cutting, you know, scrubbing through the raw footage of Nolan and just like <laughs> like just the constant like yeah. Jesus Christ, Nolan. I hope that. I think Drew said he was going to send over to her all the questions that we've sent into him and PJ as well. Yeah, so and there's hopefully... going to be new questions too, so we'll have uh, new ones from uh, in a couple sure. weeks' time. Mm-hmm. And uh, thank you, Stephanie, sending us that video, which is nice. Give us that little yes, extra touch, so little personalization there. That was Appreciate awesome. That. I didn't expect. Um, I didn't either. Video. I thought it was going to be an audio recording. So when mm-hmm. we got that video, I was like, this is amazing. <laughs> and I also want to just shout out, like, I mean, I really appreciate hearing from women in the industry, uh, mm-hmm. like yourself, Michael, like Caitlin, like Grace, like people who are getting into the industry now that I'm like, oh, yes, I, I just want to hear more about you. Like, let's all have a chat yeah. and a conversation like Nikki on the related channel, like Stephanie here. And I'm like, come on, let's all have a chat. This is so good. I love to see this. And I think we need to, like, I think it needs to be promoted more. I'm not all, like, a feminist or anything. And I'm like, oh, let's push women or whatever. But I just think it's just so nice because the majority mm. of the industry is men. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah it's, it's nice to it. have that comfort as well when you go, because mm. sometimes I go to events for, like, game development and stuff like that. And it's nice where I can walk in and I can recognize an, an, another woman or, I, like, I start to chat with someone and it's sort of, like, comforting in a way. I'm just like, mm. oh, okay, this is, this is nice, you know? Yeah. In fact, I feel like Grace was recently in some sort of, uh, they did a news broadcast, right? About women in gaming. And Grace was in that, uh, in, uh, in Australia. I can probably link that below. I didn't know about yeah, that. Yeah, they did like, um, they did like a little segment on their news channel or something about mm-hmm. um, women in gaming and development. And she was on that. I think this would be really cool. So oh, no I'll way. I, put I that on a link that. below. Yeah. Well, I there w- you go. I, That's why I appreciate that. I, think I cool. definitely would like to know more about like, obviously we have, quite a few people in this community that are into game development and maybe one of these days we'll have a like a special episode of the podcast and bring you guys back on to talk about you know going to school for game development and what brought you there and you know why you're doing it and what you love about it that would be that'd be a cool 
episode to cool have. Side episode. Cool side episode. Absolutely. It's actually kind of interesting game developing in like quarantine as well because it's because mm. uh, I just finished my uni course of it and we still had to go to lessons so we had to do like Zoom calls and stuff and it was kind of strange because uh, like we were all there but we all knew that we were in our pajamas so we were just like <laughs> we know. <laughs> Everyone's half girded. At the end of the Zoom being like all right bye and mm. then forgetting you don't have pants on be like hey kids see you later. Bye. Everybody just slides yeah, like your butt. <laughs> <laughs> it's like oh, I'm gonna go grab a, a cup of water and I stand up and they're like oh Nick nice Star Wars pajamas I'm like god damn it. <laughs> <laughs> You found me. No. <laughs> yeah. All right. So I think that just about does it this week. Uh, I want to thank both you guys for coming on the show. This is our chance now for you guys to talk about yourselves a little bit more. If you have anything you want to share, if you just want to give out your socials, where people can find you, or any projects you might be working on, you know, whatever it may be, this is your time to share. Uh, let's start with uh, Charlotte. Uh, yeah, you can find me on Twitter. It's Snape Fantasy, of course. I'm Snape Fantasy really anywhere you go. Um, and I'm starting on Twitch, trying to. Anyway. Doing a little Ooh. Twitch streaming. Yes, yeah, a little Twitch nice. streaming. Nice. Yes, yes, yes. Um, yeah, but I'm just getting started on there. But it's Snape Fantasy on there as well. Cool. So, yeah. Nice. Nice. Do you have a schedule for streaming? Not yet. I'm trying to work around everybody because it seems like there's a lot of replayers uh, that are streaming, and I'm trying yeah. not to step on toes or run over people's streams. Um, Fair. Yeah. It's difficult, though, and I feel like mm. you should also just find a place that, that suits you best. And How about you, Nicola? You got anything you want to share with us? Uh, so I am an aspiring game designer. I haven't got a job yet, but things for us. Mm. <laughs> Quarantine so is kind of making that a little sure. bit hard. Mm-hmm. but um yeah so i'm humphreys media on basically everything except for instagram where it's humphreys media underscore insta because someone uh kindly stole my name <laughs> <laughs> so yeah it's i'm usually just like making silly mechanics or doing like low poly styles so recently i made uh a, like a low poly flower pot because i'm trying to do this little like oh. city pot based off my mom's garden so i'm gonna have like the deck chairs and like the big flowers everywhere and like so little deck and stuff so i'm just like making little things try and keep myself active but yeah that's nice. yeah cool. you mainly see them on like my twitter and stuff could that well. possibly be something for like potential hiring agencies to see your work maybe uh well there's a lot of hashtags that you can pop on to be like um i, I mean hopefully so like it doesn't hurt yeah right. no yeah and it's nice to be like, I can do this style. And if not, I can do the other style. Because <laughs> oh, I have like dipped in like photorealism real, photo before. Yeah. So and I, I need to practice that. I feel like, I mean, social media really has gotten to a place where people are just meeting other people that are very similar or in similar fields. Like mm. my, my feed right now is flooded with people who are voiceover artists or voiceover actors. And then there's mm-hmm. also like uh, times where like it'll just be the um, concept artists or background artists for games. Um, from anybody from like Santa Monica Studios or Sony or like whoever and I'm like oh my god this is really cool like and people are engaging with this kind of stuff and then somebody recently in like um, a voiceover actor posted something and he was like hey if you ever question why I follow you it's because we're in similar fields and I Mm -hmm. really am interested in what you're doing and I'm happy to support your work and he's like Mm -hmm. you don't have to follow me it's an obligation I'm just happy to do this and he's like you don't need to follow me back to thing and that was just really nice because we're all in the same boat. We're all in quarantine. It's hard to meet people now. Um, 
it's a very small world anyway. And industries, I don't know if you guys have this, like it's really pocketed industry, especially in Ireland and the, in the UK. They're so fucking small to try and get a foot in somewhere. So yeah. I feel like these kind of social media ways, like yeah. getting into a into retro replay and finding other game designers that are into this retro replay, yeah. just be like, oh my God, isn't that mental? And then <laughs> it just leads somewhere unintentionally, but it just does. And I think that's really nice. So it certainly mm. doesn't hurt. Nicola. Almost in a similar yeah, fashion, yeah. there's a, um, a Houston-based uh voiceover and animation studio here that i was trying to look into because oh it's right here in houston that's super convenient if you mm-hmm. go to their website they do not do like open casting at oh. all so it's like you really need to like you need to be a someone that they can recognize from another means of acting like they okay. they would have had to have basically approach you or you need to know somebody there to get in the mm-hmm. door essentially so it, like you talk about small pocket like they don't allow for people to just submit onto their website or something like i want to do a voice acting i want to do voice acting no but to be fair like (laughs) think about the thousands of messages they would get per day you know um but i think it's worth finding out if they work with casting directors because Mm -hmm. it's also then worth probably following casting directors media because a lot of the time those casting directors are put at calls yeah they do that here in Ireland. I know they definitely do. One of the biggest casting agents here in Ireland is Louise Kylie, and I know she does put out casting calls as well. She'll send it across to all the agents, but um, like, it's not you don't just have to have an agent representative. Like, you have to, like, you can just apply and be like, I don't have an agent, but here's this, and they will look at it. So, mm. worth a shot. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Did you have anything else, Nicola? Uh, no, that's pretty much it. I uh, I watch YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> In my cool. spare time now and like uh, on youtube like, you are you what's your name on youtube nicola oh yeah so it's humphreys media and on there i share like cosplay stuff i don't do it what uh i've done it recently because i've been busy with okay. uni stuff well just but, like uh, if anyone also, sees you in the live chat for retro replay and they can say oh hey there's oh, nicola yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. there's humphreys yeah, media yeah. there's like a little icon that uh i got from an artist who was doing like this weird collage web thing that you could do and you could like mix and match different like hair and eyes and stuff and i was like that's really cute Mm. so that's a little cartoon me is it's my icon thanks all right so pagan uh you can find me at pagan underscore plays on instagram and on twitch and uh at pagan plays no underscore on twitter sweet and of course, lastly, me, I am Vash on just about every platform, Xbox, PlayStation, as well as Twitch, streaming on Twitch at Vash, And I'm on Twitter at StarkEVash, S-T-A-R-K-Y-V-A-S-H. And that's the show. Lastly, we just like Yay! to thank Retro Replay and everything you guys do and bring to us, because without you guys, we wouldn't have a podcast. Yay! So thank yes. you. Thank you, Replay. Thank you, guys. Yes. Thank you for coming. Thank you on for the joining show. us, guys. Thank you Thanks for having, having us. us. Thanks, Stephanie, for sending in the video. Thank Thanks, you, everybody Stephanie. else, for getting involved. Anybody with time to shout out today, we all love you. <laughs> and that's it, guys. We close the show with Game Over. Good night. watching the Refair podcast. If you like what you see, feel free to hit the like button and subscribe to us on YouTube to stay up to date with all of our latest content. If you want to support the show, you can do that too by clicking on the support link in the description box below. Thanks, Pagan. 
If you guys want to support us, you can get started for as little as $1 a month. All soup will be put towards improving the podcast and helping us keep doing what we love, meeting replayers. You can get started by going to anchor.fm forward slash the replayer podcast forward slash support or click on, click on the link in the show notes. Thank you. You haven't even paid me from last time. I haven't watched Halo either. I'm going to summarize Halo Season 2 based on the Watching Now Halo podcast from Couch Soup. This is going to be fun. So Chief could be crazy. <laughs> Cortana's had a facelift. We're a bit mixed. Quan and Soren's story is really boring. Is is it over yet? Reach is f***ed. Reach for the stars. You all are gonna die. Spartans have a new leader called Ackerson. More like Dickerson. Apparently McKee is alive. She didn't die on screen, so she's probably not dead. Key's definitely not dying. Right, right, right. And the flood is coming. Is the water on this planet? What do I know? You should be listening to the Watching Now Halo podcast everywhere. Podcasts are available. Where's my money, Drew?